And we're live. We are. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to B and B Anime. I am Blue. That is Brad. Today we are covering Vinland Saga, which is a requested review. Yeah. So yeah. to those that requested it, you're welcome. I guess <laughs> we we yeah. are kind, benevolent gods. We get to your requests whenever we most feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably been a while, but you know. I think yeah. it's been like a year. <laughs> yeah, just a small amount of time. I, just a small smidge. It's honestly, fine. time goes by so fast with these recordings, though. Like, I we put one out every week, and it genuinely feels like we don't cover very much. No. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we'll do that soon. And we schedule it and it looks like it's soon because it's only like five slots away in the in the spreadsheet. But that's five weeks away, you know? And then th- new things get released and we want to release that really quickly for you guys because obviously it's like a, a fresh drop. And so things get pushed back and everything and then it ends up being a year later and there you go. Yeah, you, you know, we we have a things to plan section on our spreadsheet. That I don't think has changed in the past two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. I have a whole page in my notebook that's titled for Big Wind Up Season 2 that we just never got back to. We were supposed (laughs) to record it one week and we were like, okay, no, we ended up recording Mugen Train. And then, yeah, so we didn't end up recording that. And then we were like, okay, we'll probably record it later. And that was like, I don't know, over 50 pages of notes ago. I was going to say, I think at this point, we're like, ah, oh, we got four backlogged that we're literally going to have to rewatch by the time it gets back around to having to cover those. Yeah. If we cover those, because my God, there's so much shit to cover. There's, and this season as well, this season has been insane for, um, for drops. So, like, I don't even know. And the rest of know. the year is going to be just as insane as well. There's, mm-hmm. God, there's so much shit going on. Yeah, we still got to cover Haikyuu season four, and we were going to record that as soon as it finished airing. <laughs> I I couldn't get past the Ghibli art style, though. I I still don't know how I feel. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, but the manga's done, so we have all the time in the world. We do. Um, <laughs> yeah, because uh, we were that was right during COVID when that dropped. Like that's insane. Yeah. God. The beginning of COVID feels like a distant memory. The beginning of COVID is when we started this podcast. It really was. Like, right whenever lockdowns first started happening, we're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, genuinely. Here we are. Yep. Yeah, this oh, was my. our social interaction during lockdown. It it really was. Yeah. Just this every week. At yeah. one point, multiple times a week, because we tried to be prepared. And then here we are fucking 27 months later and we're recording the day that this bitch goes up <laughs> i know i know we used to record like a whole week in advance we were so good and now like for the past like four weeks in a row we've recorded on sunday the day it goes up like, uh, we don't we don't like stress no no we just, <laughs> I, it's really bad because you have adhd too don't you right uh-huh yeah yeah so procrastination is like just a thing that we're very good at. Time management? What is that? Never heard of her. Like, So you, you want to talk about procrastination, okay? Mm. I have been in... I've been playing modded Minecraft with the rest of the This Is Fine fam. Mm-hmm. And so the only time I watched this show, except for yesterday, was at work on my lunch break. Because mm-hmm. I get home and I'm like, all right, Minecraft time. Mm-hmm. So I put this shit off until the last minute. So yesterday, 
I had to watch the entire fucking second core of the show. Oh, God. Yeah, I got the first core done on my lunch breaks at work, but then the second core, no, 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 no. I had to spam all of that yesterday. (laughs) Oh, fun. So at least it's fresh in my brain. I'm good to talk about it, kind of, sort of. (laughs) So much shit happened this week. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, how was your week anyways? Uh, Busy, but yeah. Busy? Yeah. (laughs) Minecraft has taken up most of my time, as previously stated. Yep. Uh, outside of that, anime. Fucking mm-hmm. your boy Kong Ming left me on the worst cliffhanger that I could have ever have asked for. To, so much so, to the point to where I was legitimately pissed. Oh. Like, I was like, damn it. Oh. And next week's the last episode. So we're oh, on no. episode 11, and you hit me with that kind of cliffhanger to where I'm just uh, I'm so upset. But at the same time, I'm glad that we're covering that next week because I'm so excited for you to watch it because it has been it has been an absolute highlight of my week watching that show. And it was something that literally just came out of nowhere. And I had to get a fucking high dive subscription for it because fuck Sentai Filmworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Anime is wonderful. But yeah, that cliffhanger legitimately pissed me off. Like I was angry. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I know that, that feeling. That's been my week. How's your week been? Uh, week's been good. I have been um doing a lot of work on my Etsy shop. Yeah, go yeah. go get a bookmark. Yeah, oh, if you want one, go get a bookmark. Um, I no, no, not not if you want one. Oh, go oh, Etsy dot okay. com forward slash Blue Lavender Crafts. Go right oh, now. Get okay. them. Get them. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. I've been really really enjoying that. There is a like an art craft fair thing coming up at the end of June here in Toronto. And I'm thinking about getting a stall there and selling some artwork and stuff. Um, I want to see if there are some, some of the friends that I've made in art school that are, that kind of want to join me. I feel like I don't really have enough just being a, a bookmark seller to like have a whole stall by myself for bookmarks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was wondering if there, I was looking around to see if there's anybody who would want to join me and do their own crafts on a, on a stool or something but yeah uh, i have made an instagram for i think i spoke about that last week i made an instagram for my bookmarks um and i had a a reel on there that just kind of went a little bit crazy it's a very new instagram it's it's actually a revamped one from way back in the day but like it had like 20 followers on there and now it's got like 40 or something but i had a reel on there that just went to like 300 likes just all of a sudden i was messaging brad i was like oh my god like what's happening like this is a tiny little instagram what's going on was it the instagram where you did the shoes it was that is that yeah look at that i i remember things yeah yeah so i used to um paint shoes like i used to go find old uh thrift shop shoes that were in pretty good nick and I would paint them. And I did like Pokemon shoes. I did alligator shoes. Like I did a whole bunch of different things, uh, like way back in the day. And and I had an Instagram for it and then just kind of abandoned it when I stopped doing the shoes. And then, um, uh, yeah, now I, I was like, okay, well, I still have to log into that. I might as well just like revamp it. And um, yeah, it was like a teenager then. Um, and so I'd be using that one. But yeah, that's been fun. Um, what else has happened? Not much, really. It's been very hot. The bugs are back. This is okay. So I spoke about this a little bit last week, I think it was, or a few weeks ago with the spider incident. Um, yes, that yeah, was last week. Okay, yeah. Um, but I am not used to the size of bugs 
that exist here. Um, <laughs> this is the furthest south I have ever lived. Even in the UK, where I lived in the UK, latitude-wise was above this. So, which is so bizarre to think about because when you think Canada, you think very north. But latitude-wise, I'm actually quite a bit below where I lived in the UK. And I lived in the south of the UK. And uh, and so I've never been in an environment that is this humid, that is this warm. <laughs> like, even though there's more snow here than there is in the UK, like, it gets hotter. And and the bugs get bigger, obviously. There is, like, more more bugs. And there was a millipede, or a centipede, I think millipede. It was red and scary looking, so I'm assuming millipede. And it was, like, two inches. And I have <laughs> I know that's like not big at all, but for me that is very big. Like you think of the fact that I I'm very used to living in a climate that gets to like minus forty degrees every winter. I don't even have to convert that because I think that's the same in Fahrenheit as it is in Celsius. Um, uh, and uh, and I'm so they they don't exist. Big bugs don't exist because they the ground freezes completely through like deep deep into the soil. They can't like they don't hibernate. They don't have enough time to get big. They don't have enough like like. I don't know, they just don't exist. So the fact that there's like these two inch size bugs that are just in the house, they're just like in my apartment. I'm like, what is this? What do I do with this? I don't, I don't know. This is so weird. I don't want to hear it. I know. I live in the South South. I know. I know. We get spiders way bigger than that. Yeah. And that's just spiders. Mm-hmm. That's not including other things. Mm-hmm. We get lizards bigger than that. I love lizards. I love reptiles. I'm still kind of freaked out about insects. <laughs> ah, you'll get used to it. Yeah. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just, you, you know, get get a fancy doormat that'll block them from coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I probably need to do that. This, that's the thing, though, is I haven't learned the tricks to, like, to block things and to stop them from, like, getting into your place. Like, I know how to keep the cold out. <laughs> like, I know how to stop my windows from freezing. Mm-hmm. Like, like those kinds of things. I know those tricks. I don't yet know how to, like, stop centipedes, you know? Mm, centipedes, I'm not so much sure about. Mosquitoes, lavender actually works really Ooh. well. Okay. So that does that. Um, spiders, I think you can keep out by, like, spraying your window seals with, like, a mixture of vinegar and water. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like, there's, like, little teeny tiny tricks like that that you can use to, like, spray on cracks and windows and doors to kind of keep shit from coming in. Okay. But once they're in, you're on your own, mate. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. If you have any bug tricks, let us know in the comments or hit us up on Twitter at BNB Anime. Because, yeah, um, I am foreign to this concept of bugs. Uh, don't know how to deal with them. It's a new thing. Also, um, Sun in different ways is very interesting. Uh huh. Because like I, I'm used to the like I I have all like I wear sunscreen all year round because obviously when there's a lot of snow on the ground and it's a sunny day the snow is like reflecting the sun back at your face and so it's very easy to get snowburn. But the sun is very different here and I'm nervous to burn. You mean it's actual sun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to this week. It's literally nothing. Working on my bookmarks and, and yeah. But on the bright side, we got to watch some good anime this week. We did. We Yeah, Vinland Saga was, I had no idea what we were going to watch. I don't think you did either. I think we were both going in completely blind, which was very interesting. 
I had a little bit of an idea just because my assistant manager at work was one of the people that was suggesting that to me. Wasn't right, the first okay. person that suggested it, but mm-hmm. he he was the one that kept nagging me and kept nagging me to the point where I was like, fuck it. It's on the schedule for next week. Now, fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. So. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> sorry, my brain just took a moment to catch up there for a second. Uh, yeah, no, I, okay, so I have this thing about, about, vikings i feel like pirates are kind of in the same avenue where they've almost become mythical creatures you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah. like they're kind of in the same vein as like elves do you get what i mean uh-huh. yeah <laughs> nice one <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's been a day <laughs> i bet yeah um and uh and so they're kind of in the same vein as like like elves like they don't feel like they really existed and i mean they're like this is set like a thousand years ago so it's very hard to to like put it into like reality terms so i feel Mm -hmm. like we have this element of romanticizing them and just in our society in general um them and pirates both and uh uh, and so we kind of like give them a lot of leeway as to like what they what they did we're like ah they went and just raided a whole village like they just decided to go pillage somewhere okay fine yeah they're vikings they did that like like (laughs) it's fine we just let them be like oh no it's fine they have honor like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. And you saw a lot of that in this show too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and and pirates are the same way. It's like, ah, oh, they decided to just go invade somewhere. It's chill. Like, no worries. Yeah, I don't know. So I've I've always had a fascination with Vikings. I feel like as a society, a lot of us do. We appreciate them a lot more. We kind of almost like hero worship them in a way. Like mm-hmm. they have the the ideal lifestyle, which is so dumb because no, but like. But like there is elements of like yes no we should like like praise Thor and Woden and 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 Freya and let's just like have a grand old time and go pillage somewhere and, and like <laughs> like ah yeah we want long blonde braided hair and and battle axes and round shields even though I think round shields were Saxons not not Vikings I don't remember <laughs> don't quote also, me on history. I'm- also, a necktie is a bandana. Yeah. Even though I don't think neckties existed back then. No, no. And uh, and yeah, let's all die in battle so we can go to Valhalla. Like, it doesn't, like, like the idea of that, of us being like, this is a good thing. It's like, no, it's not. But in our brains, we're like, yes, fun. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's like the fantasy part of your brain is just peaked to the point to where you're just like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. It's totally fine what they're doing. They just murdered a whole village but also they're good guys like it's cool (laughs) it's only cool because they're cool yeah (laughs) it's so dumb but yeah okay (laughs) so i was very excited as soon as i started watching this i was like yes vikings love that um love that for us uh even though like like my family heritage was the people that were being slain by vikings Mm -hmm. but also funsies you know well it was one of those things to where like after I had the show explained to me in like the time period and everything else kind of put in front of me. I was like, you know, this would probably be right up Blue's Alley from like a historical standpoint or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Even though it is the English that are getting just absolutely overrun <laughs> as we find out later. But still, it's just like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yep, this, no. will, this will probably peak the fantasy brain. It absolutely did. This is this very much tickled the fantasy brain. And you know, I say that that the uh, it was my line that we're getting 
slaughtered by the Vikings. But in reality, like nobody knows. I'm probably a very heavy combination of like Jutes, Danes, Saxons, Anglos, like Viking, like the, the everyone. I'm like, oh yeah, combo. Like mm-hmm. and Celts as well. I you too, Brad, probably. You've got like at least four of them in there. Well, I mean, that's the thing about technology now. You can do a DNA test and like find out just how much shit you actually have in you. Mm. To where it's like, I've always been tempted to kind of do one, but then I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, see, I feel like, I don't know, my results could either be very interesting or incredibly boring. Because, like, we can trace my family line back at least 200 years, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a thousand years, so it's, like, very different. Like, a lot could have happened in those years. But um, I feel like my my family line like if they do get any dna from outside of britain it's gonna be like maybe ireland and then um scandinavian countries maybe germany you know Mm -hmm. yeah um it's gonna be very very boring but in reality like any kind of cultural aspect that has carried through has been a very specific small part of britain kent it's just been kent because that's where my family line has been for the past like Mm -hmm. two three hundred years so like i it, i mean it would be fascinating if there's just like some i don't know egyptian or something in there just randomly you know because like mm-hmm. i have i have no clue i am very very pale but then like okay so this is this is an interesting thing is that my brother has like that blue toned irish skin like the classic like scottish irish english blue blood skin where it's like oh you look at them and you're like you will burn in 30 seconds in the sun right yeah <clears throat> i don't I have like a yellow tone, olivey tone skin, still very pale, but like my my undertone isn't that blue tone. It's it's like yellowy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my granddad was the same way, my maternal granddad. And he had very, very dark hair, very, very dark eyes. And his hair was like straight, like dead straight. My brother and I both have curly hair. His was pin straight. Um, and uh, And he was very frequently asked if he was Greek or if he was Egyptian, or if he was uh, Italian, or like he was constantly asked, where are you from? <laughs> like, like, what are you? He even got like Asian Asian. And they're like, and my granddad's like, no, no, just, just English. I'm just English. So there is that element of like, where did those features come from? Because I definitely got his skin tone. My brother got his, um, like the, the widow's peak, like the line of his hair. My brother got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on like my my maternal grandma she had a uh, heterochromia so she had two different colored eyes one was green one was gray i got her gray eyes my brother got her green eyes um my dad has blue eyes my mom has brown i don't know it's just fascinating to me like that would be very interesting to see whether where those elements came from mm-hmm. um because yeah as far as i'm aware for 300 years on both sides of the family it's just like it is english have fun <laughs> is english <laughs> what about you do you know your family line? Nope. Mm. Don't know. Really don't care if I'm being completely honest. It's one of those things where I'm a huge history buff, but as far as my family's history goes, like I genuinely don't care. Mm. Because, I mean, regardless of what happened, I'm here now. I get to carve my own legacy. Maybe it's because at least one of my parents is a complete and total piece of shit. Mm. So I guess it's just because, like, I don't give a shit about their legacy or where they came from. It's all about the legacy that I leave and actually, like, leave a good name going forward rather than, like, what was left for me. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's just kind of the way that I look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
<clears throat> would you be ever uh, uh, interested in, in doing the ancestry thing to find out, like, not necessarily who your family was, but, like, where they came from? I mean, I'm I'm curious about, like, the percentages because I'm like, ooh, interesting. That's nifty. Mm. Just just because, like, there's that little bit of curiosity, but I'm not the kind of person where I would take the ancestry, like, DNA test. Mm-hmm. And then just immediately start, like, trying to fill out the, like, ancestry tree that Mm -hmm. comes with it. Because you get all the information that you want, then you can just start filling in the tree. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't interest me at all. However, like, getting the test done, like, the $70, $80 test, and then just seeing my percentages. Yeah, that'd be cool, because why not? Yeah. Yeah, my dad dad was the one who did the ancestry tree on his side of the family. He did that when he was probably about our age, um, just because he he was interested. And I thought I like I've looked at that and I found that quite fascinating Um, Mm -hmm. just because we were an incredibly poor family in history. um, Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of us like just couldn't read or write. We were in the workhouses, like that kind of thing, which is quite fascinating. But um, uh, it's funny, though, because the twins, they've also done a family ancestry thing. Like they've gone Mm -hmm. back in the family tree and they have uh, a family crest. They were like nobles in England. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so they always tease me about the fact that I'm more English than them, but <laughs> but they they are above me in standing. <laughs> and I, I think that's really funny. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, because I, I technically have a title, mm-hmm. but they have a crest. Yeah, my title just means was born on one side of the river. Um, I am a maid of Kent. Anyone who mm-hmm. was born on one side of the river um, who is who is a woman is made of Kent. If they're uh, a man, then they're a man of Kent. I don't know if they're envy what they would be classified as. That's something that I've always found interesting. Is what like would happen now with royal titles if, like, I don't know, like Princess Charlotte or something decides that like realizes that she's non-binary or something when she's older. Like, what's going to be her title? You know what I mean? That's fascinating to me, and I'm very interested. But um. Yeah, that's just the title. If you're born on the other side of the river, then you're a Kentish man or um, a Kentish maid, as opposed to maid of Kent or man of Kent. That's just extra steps of bullshit. Isn't it? It's just like, why does the river make a difference? That is that is the most useless title system I have ever seen in my entire life. And I have seen really long anime titles like, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dumb. So- I, I, it had more standing back in the day, um, but yeah, uh, Kent's actually a very boring county when you look at the history, because um, the whenever the, whenever England was invaded, they were just like, okay, yeah, fine, you can invade us, we'll just talk about it, and so, like, they never <laughs> ever went to battle, like, as a county, they just was like, yeah, because it's right on the coast, and it's right on the south, so a lot of people would, like, they, it would be one of the first places that they would land, and it's known as the Gardens of England, so... It's a, a, like very, very prevalent soils and stuff, very good soils. So it was constantly being taken over. But the people that were taken over, like the Kentish people were just like, ah, oh, yeah, it's fine. You're here now. We'll have a good time. Like, so there's no like battle history because they never went to war. Just always have a stockyard full of food. Be like, all right, here, y'all hang yeah, out. Yeah, we'll feed we'll you. have a grand time. <laughs> uh, That's what was wrong with Vinland Saga. Nobody had food stockhouses enough to actually feed the damn Vikings. Yeah. It's because they skipped Kent. They went straight to London. Oh, they probably already had walked through Kent by that point, to be honest. Although they probably. went up the But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Vinland Saga? Yeah, Vinland Saga. Uh, I have background information tucked mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. 
All right. So Vinland Saga was initially a manga written by Makoto Yukimura. Mm-hmm. It is a shonen because why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every bit of that was very, very apparent. Yeah. The manga is still running to this day. It began publication on August 13th of 2005 mm-hmm. and has a grand total of 26 volumes to date. Mm-hmm. The anime is directed by Shuhei Yubata. Mm-hmm. The first season was done by Wit Studio, which is very, very apparent from the all off. Mm-hmm. Did did you get that? Did you just feel Attack on Titan the entire time that you were watching this? Oh yeah, very much so. From facial expressions, uh, the the just like the, the the hair as well, the way that the wind blows, um, the just the structure of everything. Just, also the yeah. spin attacks because oh yeah, Wit Studio loves their fucking spin attacks. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, very much so. Yeah. So with that being said, can you guess who's doing season two? Are they doing season two again? I don't know. What? Huh? Mappa's doing season two. Oh. Which means more of me bitching about Wit Studio doing shit and doing it well and then just handing it over to Mappa to continue on. Just, uh, Mm -hmm. Mappa already fucked over Attack on Titan. Just uh, let us have something good for once, damn it. I just hope they stick to the manga. I mean, hopefully so. Like, I flipped through because the... At least here in the States, you can no longer find the paperback copies of the Vinland Saga manga, mm-hmm. but you can find hardback copies. Mm. So my assistant manager and I went to Books A Million on Friday after work, and we were just kind of casually flipping through just to see kind of where the first season ends. Mm-hmm. And it goes for quite a bit. Like, it's hardcover copies, and I think it went through, like, the fifth volume is about where the first season ended so they're covering ground mm. so who who knows at least the scenes that i saw that i flipped through looked relatively accurate but whether they actually follow it and whether mappa fucks up the animation uh, i guess we'll see mm. yes okay. yeah the first season of the anime is licensed on prime video so if you want to watch it You can find it on there. There is no dub available anywhere in the States that I am presently aware. Although Netflix apparently has the dubbing rights to it. And the dub does exist. I just don't know where to find it. And the first season began in July of 2019 and has a total of 24 episodes. Yes. Yeah. Um, So it is rated an R or a 17 plus, which is absolutely needed uh so if you watch it on amazon prime Mm. the episodes flop back and forth between 13 plus and 16 plus oh and i disagree with a lot of the 13 pluses there are some of the episodes to where i'm like uh that's that's not too bad like i could see this in a pg-13 film like you see people getting shot in a bond film all the time and those are rated pg-13 so i'm like it yeah that's not too terrible Mm -hmm. but then there's some episodes where i'm just like damn yeah i think more than the the blood level i have to like i do feel like that animated blood is very different than live action blood scenes i feel like there's more leeway in animation but that also leads to a lot more gruesome scenarios, too. It does. Yeah, I think for this specific one, the big reason why I, I consider I would just label the whole thing as 17 plus or R is because of the types of deaths and the um, psychological impact. 
I, f- mm. yeah, I feel like more than the the gore in this, there is a lot of turmoil and and conflicting uh, character emotions, stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't spoil anything. Um, that I feel like is just needed to be watched by a mature audience. Yeah, yeah, I think Amazon's like. 16 plus rating overall was mm-hmm. to where I was like, hmm. Yeah, they should have just done that throughout the entire show. Because 13 plus, like I said, there were some of the episodes where it's just like, hmm, not really needed. Yeah. But the like overall 16 plus would have been right up the proper alley, I think. Yeah, I don't particularly like the idea of a show having different ratings per episode because you're going, you're then inviting the younger audience to watch the entire thing. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. yeah, if you're like, oh, well, some of it's 13, so the whole thing should be fine. It's like, well, no, you know? Um, yeah, because it kind of sets a bad precedent, because if you just watch the first episode, yeah, no, like, the show doesn't need, like, a 13-plus rating. Yeah. But then you go to the next episode, and it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And there are some, yeah, there are some scenes in here specifically that are, like, bad, bad. Um, like if you're an adult and you're watching it, it's not bad, bad. But if I was 13 and I was watching this, I would definitely be freaked out. So yeah, again, though, like if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you know, your kid, I do recommend you watch this first before you let them watch it though. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it, it's specifically dealing with a main character who is a child throughout the entire show going through things that no child should go through. And different kids are obviously going to react to that different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So with that said, I have our drop rate being a 3.48%, which is so good for a two core first season. I can kind of see it though. It is kind of a slightly eclectic show. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think it is very fitting in the fact that obviously if you're going to seek out Amazon Prime to watch this. Mm then you're pretty much committed to watching it from start to finish. Yeah, I'm uh uh it did have yeah, it's got like uh a fair 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 amount of people that have watched it. So it's a, at about 24 and a half thousand of that's I took about 24 and a half thousand um members rating it to determine the drop rate. There's a lot mm. more people that have watched it than that, but those are the numbers that I took to calculate the uh dropped rate from so yeah, yeah so twenty four thousand twenty four and a half thousand is actually pretty darn good for some of these drop rates that I've had on uh, my anime list. over a million people have watched this and rated it mm-hmm. um and my anime list is sitting at a uh eight point seven three so again, very good nearly a nine um and anime my anime list is is usually below anime planet anime planet is at an 8.82 so it's a little bit higher um and that's average but both of them sitting at about uh and at about a nine if you round up to a nine is very very high this show is just done very very well mm-hmm. oh yeah like anything that wit touches has a tendency to do extremely well and this is definitely a good example of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah but also props to the manga for telling a great story and having like a minus some of the supernatural bits like very like era accurate like 
historical reenactments of battles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you definitely still do get some um, anime-esque fighting styles in here, which is, I feel like it's it's forgivable and it's part of the entertainment factor of anime. You don't necessarily watch anime for a historically perfect rendition you know no like not gonna lie thorkel is probably my favorite <laughs> character yeah exactly yeah and it's just like that shit didn't happen yeah but for the most part the show is 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 um is very well done there are a couple of moments where there are references and i don't know if it was just in the subtitles that i was watching but there are references that don't make a lot of sense for the context for instance there was one where they were comparing fighting to um i think shoji like the the game I think it was just, it wasn't comparing fighting, it was comparing, like, strategy behind fighting. But, like, Vikings wouldn't know about a Japanese game. So, I I don't know if that was just the subtitles of the translation that they were using, or if the characters legitimately said that, because that obviously doesn't make any sense. But, again, there is this level of, like, it's forgivable, purely because of the fact that it is coming from an entertainment aspect as opposed to a historical accuracy aspect. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it, it's like expecting a you know tom cruise movie to be accurate on physics like it's not not expected no um, no not at all yeah uh so basic storyline is we have our main character thorfinn um who i'm going to refer to as finn or finny for the rest of this because there are three characters with thor in the name uh but yeah so finn he is starts off at a very young boy. We get to see him grow throughout the show. I don't think that's a surprise. Um, and uh, and it's it's based around him um, <clears throat> in his uh, Viking world, doing his Viking thing, um, <laughs> and and his relationship with his dad is a huge aspect of the show. And then we get introduced to a bunch of other Vikings as well. And it's just about them. It's about the invasions of England and France. It's about establishing royal connections traveling and also this element of this mythical in their brains land vinland uh which yeah is like north america yeah i was gonna say it screams america yeah like without a doubt especially whenever you see the images of how floki is not floki uh who's the who's the old man with the mustache i just have in my notes as fisherman so uh it's like, life mm, life yeah yeah uh whenever it shows life going to vinland you see indians so therefore my immediate thought is okay so it's the vikings like making landfall in america yeah and meeting the indians yeah so um it's it's like the yeah it's, and there is historical um like proof of of that happening of of first nations people meeting the vikings and stuff and it's in it's in their history and everything so um that did happen again though take everything with a grain of salt it's not realistic yeah like nothing about this is his like nothing about it is fully historically accurate like it's played off of like historical time periods mm-hmm. but that's about it yeah take every bit of this with a grain of salt because it's still very over the top it's still very anime so I would, yeah, definitely take this as historical fiction. Okay, so spoiler chicken hats on. Um, yeah, chicken hats, put them on. First things first, OPs and EDs. Ooh, okay. First OP, pop punk screamo banger. Freaking loved it. So good. 
going on my playlist. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So good. Second OP, kind of disappointing. How dare you speak about Amir in such a manner? I, it's just, it had so much How to live dare. up to. The first OP you... was fire, and it had so much to live up to, and I just don't feel like it hit hard enough. I disagree, mainly because I heard that song whenever Amir first released that album. Mm. So therefore, I was hooked on the song well before I ever watched this damn show. Ah, okay. I just don't but, think it went hard enough. The first one went so hard, and then the second one was kind of not as... It didn't go as hard. I mean, okay, so the second OP, garbage compared to the first. Mm. But second ED, on the other hand, that is Millet, and she can do no wrong. The second ED, I think, would make a fantastic OP if you upped the tempo. I can kind of see that. However, I I adore the song as it is. Again, that was another one of those I heard well before I'd actually started the show. Mm. And I've also listened to everything else that Millet has put out. Mm. And her music is very unique. It has a very unique style to it. Mm. Also, she's a Japanese-Canadian. But really, really cool musical style. It's a lot of fun. And... The second ED definitely wins out over the first Agreed. ED, but first OP is a banger. So first OP and second ED are my winners for the season. I agree. I agree. First OP is Mukenjo by Survive Said the Prophet um, through episodes 1 through 12. Second OP is Dark Crow by Man with a Mission uh, through episodes 13 to 24. EDs are Torches by Amir, episode 1 through 12, and Drown by Millet on 13 through 24 and um yeah no seriously the first op is so good so 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 good and funnily enough whenever i heard it the first time because i've had the english version on my phone for a long time for whenever amelie did the cover of it Mm. and so whenever i first heard the op i was like why does this sound so fucking familiar Mm. so then i went and looked it up and saw that i had the song in my library and i'm like that's why yeah so really, the only thing out of this bunch that I had never heard before was the second OP. Yeah. And it, it doesn't do it for me. No, I just think that it wasn't, like, the. F- I would I would have reversed them had the first OP and the, the latter half of the season. Because the, the first OP is so pumped, like, it's got such energy um, and fierceness to it that uh, it suits strong battle vibe anime, right? But um, it doesn't suit the visual no. of the OP, though. Like, the second song definitely, like, fit the vibe of yeah. the second OP's animation. Mm-hmm. So for that, I give it props. Like, I give it major props for, like, fitting what they were trying to come across. Also, this show does very well with, like, not really spoiling anything beforehand with the OP. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the OPs are kind of like the imagery for them is more reflections of the characters as opposed to scenes that they're in. Mhm. Yeah, the first OP has a little bit more of like future scenes, but none of them give anything away. Yeah. Whereas the second OP is very like you said, it's very reflective on things that have passed and mm. like kind of almost like reestablishing you to the characters and relationships that they already have had. Mm. So very, very interesting dynamic, but very well done yeah. for the, for it being the first season of a show of a very long running manga series. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I did share my notes with Brad. <laughs> 
I'm so pleased with the notes. Yeah. Uh, that's something I don't normally do. My notes kind of just like I go off of them while we're doing the recording and I don't normally show Brad. But my notes this week were pretty interesting. They're some of my favorite things that I've ever seen. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy them. I do have a cry count. I did keep count. I did cry. Oh, you cried and I didn't for once. I okay. cried several times throughout this show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw the counter. There on the last episode, they almost got me. Oh. They almost got me. Yeah. Um, but I saw that coming. I saw that ending coming from a mile away. Yeah. To where I, I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I... I was. I don't think I was surprised by anything that happened throughout the show. Like it's, I won't say it's obvious, but like it's the expected thing that has to happen for the character to develop. You know. Well, you see, I kind of look at it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like I think the character needed like their preferred outcome Mm. on it. Mm -hmm. However, I think they could have let the character have that when. And then, like, let that final statement still be the last thing said. And I think you still could have had the same effect with a little bit more of kind of a, like, I guess, sense of closure. Yeah. Because I literally, I saw what actually happened coming from a mile away. And actually seeing it, like, I still got emotional. Mm. But it wasn't the closure that I was hoping for. Therefore, I couldn't like actually just fully get behind the emotion on it. Yeah. So um, we do have spoilers you can have on. So there are several character deaths throughout this, this show. And I don't, I wasn't surprised by any of the deaths. No, no. From the, from the first one and like episode seven to the very last one in episode 24, I'm just like, damn. Although one big one that got me was Bjorn. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that was the one that I didn't see coming That to where... Now, how it happened, that was absolutely fabulous, and that also got me. I did cry. To where I was just like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, God, why? Yeah, I have that in my notes. I cried then. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of those to where I was just like, huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm sad now. I didn't expect this. Everything else I saw mm. kind of coming, but that was the one to where I was just like, oh no. Mm-hmm. My heart. I did expect it. Yeah. I okay, so okay. How about we 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 go through the the show by my notes? Uh <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see where we end up. So okay. So first note, other than OP is a pop punk screamo banger, which is the legitimate first note, is um obviously he was hiding in the ship, duh. Also, mum and sister may be shitting themselves, must be shitting themselves over him being missing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that was not a surprise. Oh, he's on the boat? Shock. Yeah, I I 100% saw that coming. Because they kind of, like... Again, animes have a really bad habit of the more they show you a character, the more you know that they're going to play a bigger role later. Mm -hmm. And also, Thor's was basically One Punch Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you kind of knew from the off, like, what was going to happen was going to happen. He had a... Good relationship with a nice dad, and he's our anime protagonist. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, 100%. Thor's is Thor's gets best dad for the season. He does. Or for the year. Well, like, okay. 100%. Like, there's yes. our anime best awards for the year. Best <laughs> biological dad. Because I'm, 
I'm sorry, is there something else we've watched this year that you think there's a better dad? No, I'm just saying that Conehead in this was also good dad for not being actual dad. I mean, yeah, true. But Thor's wins best dad. He, Yeah, I agree. He wins best dad. Um, I need to put that on the spreadsheet. Okay. So you may carry on. Um, yeah, okay. That was my first note, though. It was just... just uh, I, If you genuinely didn't think that Thor's was going to die, have you ever watched anime before? <laughs> Any good parent, nine times out of ten, dies. Yeah. It's like Disney syndrome, you know? Like, if they if they have a parent, they're probably dead. If they, if they're gonna die soon. If they don't have any parent, it's because they're already dead. Like, that's just, like, the only exception are random moms who are, who just survive. Like, um, Ash's mom from Pokemon, um, you've got, uh, uh, Deku's mom. Like, they're just people that you just see, like, Every now and again, you get a snippet of a mom. Same case in this. Single mom, you get a, a snippet every now and again. That's it. Moms are the only exception. You get a little bit of them. Just whatever. They're like, oh, I should finally go home after four years and see my mom. You know? Pretty much. Um, and uh, uh, But yeah, dads, dads don't exist in anime. If they do, they're horrible. If they're nice, they're dead. Mm, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> next note is, why do you got to include sad puppy noises? <laughs> The note following that is now sad horse horse noises. Sad face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throughout this show, there are so many animal deaths and sad animals. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very true. Yeah. Okay. So by this point in the story, we have Finn, who has seen his dad be murdered. We have. Uh, did I cry then? I think I did. Did I? Uh, no, I didn't i that didn't get you i don't think i cried or maybe i did or maybe i did i don't know i i I definitely cried when his daughter finally broke down oh yeah that one got me emotional too yeah because yeah that was like i i i grieve like that i just you know things happen and i just like no i'm gonna thrust myself into work and everything and then all of a sudden it bottles up and you can't take it anymore and you explode and so yeah, it's like, just like the the second you get still is the second that your emotions just all hit you at once yeah. so i get that yeah i 100 get that yeah um and so i was like ah i relate that's i can't ah sad and uh yeah that was hard didn't like that i mean did like it in the context context of it was good for the show and very very relatable didn't like watching it because it made me sad uh mm. <laughs> <laughs> um we get a bit of a montage um we get him uh finn with his first kill so he has now joined his dad's murderer to okay so okay what did you think of the fact that um uh Askeladd never told finn that he was a hired hand and like that he was kind of put in a bad situation he didn't actually ever want to really kill thor's kind of respected him like you know like how do you feel about this whole thing about Askeladd? I feel like Ashlad knows like who he is as a person. Yeah. And then therefore like he does kind of like I think it's more pity than anything. Mm-hmm. Like he pities Thorfinn for having to kill his dad and the fact that he was held hostage because of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like pity only goes so far and he still hates everyone, Thorfinn included. Yeah. Yeah. So I like this concept i've seen it happen a few times in a in a few different stories of young protagonist is either forcibly taken or chooses to follow 
the murderer of parent village, etc. You know, I about said a major spoiler for something that you haven't seen. Oh, careful! I I almost said that, and I'm like, no, because although we're probably never going to cover it, I'm still not going to say it. Oh, okay. Actually, we we kind of need an anime trash month. We do need an anime trash month. Um, mm, probably save that for the fall. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so I like this concept. Um, I. I like that he is kind of raising Finny in a way, but he also isn't. You know what I mean? Like, he's obviously, like, he doesn't give it, like, (laughs) there's a a level of him actually caring, but also not caring. Like, he doesn't care because he's angry and he's he's got his own trauma that he's dealing with. But, like, he does, in a way, watch out for Finn and he's teaching him how to fight, but, like, through, (laughs) like, like, making him, like, he's using him to do his own deeds but like yeah like he's he's treating him as like one of his own men yeah which he still despises yeah so he's like helping him grow so that that way he can continue to use him yeah to like make him grow because he knows that because of the hatred in him like he can he can use him yeah to you know get everything that he needs done done especially because since he's thor's kid Mm. he knows that the kid is incredibly talented yeah, okay. I I don't know how they're going to animate season two, and I don't know how it's done in the manga. I really want to see Finny get a growth spurt. His dad is pretty darn big, and uh, his mom didn't look crazy petite. She is sick, but like she didn't look like very, very small. Um, and his sister was pretty, like, like she was a pretty stocky. She was beefy. Yeah, she was a stocky working woman who dealt with cattle and stuff. Like, she's strong and pretty tall as well. I think she's taller than the mom. And I would like to see Finny get a growth spurt. Throughout this entire season, he is consistently called Kid. At the end of the season, I think he's around 17, 18. Yeah, because he he Started gets on Thor's boat at six, yeah. and then they say 11 years has passed, yeah. so he's 17. Yeah, and I, and I do know that a lot of guys tend to get a growth spurt around 18, 19. So I would like to see in the next season him get a good growth spurt. Um, or at least mature a little bit to where they don't call him kid as much. Yeah. Let him grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Even if he doesn't, like, I don't, I'm not expecting him to be like the tall dude. Um, I'm just going to call him tall dude because again, there are three characters named Thor in this. So he's just tall dude. No, no. You put some respect on Thorkel's name. Well, they, he is Thorkel the tall. So. Exactly. Put some respect on Thorkel's name. <laughs> so I'm just. Because he is, he is best boy. <laughs> he is he is great, but he is also the tall. So fine, I'll call him the tall. <laughs> <laughs> Better refer to him by his title. Okay. You, whatever your title was from earlier this episode. <laughs> Maybe you. Yeah, that thing. Mm. Yes. Okay. So he, uh, I, I'm not expecting him to be like the tall because the tall is very tall. Um, so, so much so that in some shots, his, he's one of those height shifters, you know, depending on the shot you're looking at, he's a different height. Um, yeah. in some cases he's double the height of certain other Vikings. In other cases, he's just like a head taller. Um, I expect that a head taller is probably what they're going for, but on occasions they get a little bit excited and make him like a giant. Um, which humors me. To know <laughs> it is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so we have a montage. Then we have a another character development moment 
where um, he's in the UK. He's been tasked to go and like like find a village, set up a signal. They can go pillage, you know. Um, and he bumps into an old lady who cleans him up, feeds him, you know, is nice to him. Um, I say old, she was probably like 40, but you know. Um, and uh, uh, and then obviously the pillaging happens and emotions happen as well. Did Did it throw you for a loop at all with the fact that they were in character switching languages yet it was all in Japanese with English subtitles. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um I would I'm I know that the dub does exist. I'm interested to watch the dub and I want to see if they do switch languages in the dub and then subtitle when they're speaking Danish. I highly doubt no, that. No, I don't either because I would bet money that they don't they, do that. Yeah. Like I don't know how I don't know how you would do that. Because, like, they're supposed to be speaking Danish pretty much 90% of the time. So then you would subtitle the vast majority of the show, have them speaking Danish, and then switch to... I don't know if they're speaking... I don't know what they're speaking. Swedish? I don't know. Probably a language that doesn't exist anymore, because the English that they would be speaking at this time is not one that I would be able to understand. So... No. So even if they... I don't know what they're speaking. Um, Because this is old, old English. I don't know. I don't know how... Maybe they could do that, though. Maybe they have the voice actors speak... As old English as we know how it's pronounced, and that's the English, and then they subtitle old English. I'll pass. <laughs> I don't know. I'll stick with the having to figure out which language they're actually speaking at that particular time. Yeah, can we have a a, a notation in the subtitles as to like a lang- language spoken dash subtitles? <laughs> just, yeah, just the asterisk like up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the Ghibli esque French royal. With his mouth that opens half of his head up. Uh, you too saw that. Yeah, like that was Ghibli-esque. Also, can we talk about Homie jumping off of a sail and sticking to a wall? Yeah, yeah we can, yep. That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> the f- and it was just the fact that they're like, oh yeah, we know that Finny can do that. Go on. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's like, uh, you go have your fun, whereas everybody else is just like, what the fuck? Yep, yep. Um, and this is where we're first introduced to the tall. Um, who gets his fingers severed? Oh, no, it? that's at London. Oh, that's this in London. Is the different oh, the thing. different part. Okay, never mind. I mean, the London bit is right after this. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. So, yeah. It's in my notes later. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, they go to London and they join, like, the official uh, army of Denmark to try to help capture London. Yeah. And then Thorfinn enabled to have another duel with ashlyn because throughout the series he constantly keeps challenging ashlyn to a duel and ashlyn just keeps like upping the bounty for him to be able to duel him since ashlyn's the one that ordered his father be turned into a shish kebab of arrows yep so and then homie gets whipped around like how thor or not thor but hulk does loki Mm -hmm. in the first avengers but takes a couple digits Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes yeah he does um, which I have an issue with. So I don't have an issue with a lot of the animation in this. I think the animation is actually pretty good. However, when his fingers heal, every time you then see them from there on out, they are flat. Like, like they've been freshly sliced, but instead of the end being red, it's skin color. So it looks like he's made of clay, 
and they've just cut the end of the clay off. You know what I mean? Mm, like I, I kind of let it go. I, I don't though because it, it took me out. I was like, why are they flat? Like, couldn't they have just rounded them off? Like, that's not how amputations work. Like, they don't all of a sudden like grow. Like, it's like a desk flat. It's not even like, like, like it's just flattened because it wasn't like sewn properly or whatever. It's like no, like dead flat. Like he just stubbed it into a wall really hard and it like stuck in. You know, like it's. But it it did have like slightly rounded no, edges. No, no, no. The 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 clip that I'm thinking of, it wasn't even rounded. It was flat, like cut. Then it was different in different shots because I remember clearly seeing like the tips, mm. like being a little rounded at the ends. So I guess it's just inconsistencies. Okay. I will give in it the animation. I will give it off the uh the yeah okay so I I I can see here that there there are some shots where it is rounded but the, I definitely know that there are shots where it is like dead flat and um so I'll give it the inconsistent thing and just say that it it's pretty inconsistent but yes there there are like I don't know it, it I didn't don't fault the animation budget because they use the animation budget wisely whenever they needed to. That's not a budget though. That's just a But it is. It's not Sakuga, so therefore they don't have to go hard on it's... it. It's but that's just basic art logic and anatomy logic. Gotta gotta go fast. They got a deadline to meet. It's yeah, but it doesn't take any difference in time as to making a rounded shape as opposed to a completely flat shape. Like, that's just it a lie. It takes a little bit more time. No, it doesn't. A little bit more time. No. In a hurry. It's flat. Flat. <sighs> no, but I was saying it should be round. This is the thing. <laughs> oh. No, I get it, yeah. but at the same time, it's just inconsistencies. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Uh, I. I. Yeah. I don't know. That was just one thing that bugged me, though. I was just like, that's just not how that works. Um. Although I will say, I'm slightly disappointed. I guess just after Spy Family, after seeing his finger severed, I didn't just see blood just out like in that comedic way. <laughs> yeah. Because part of me kind of hoped I would see that. Uh, okay. Uh, where are we at now? Um. Oh yeah, the prince. Right. Okay. So this is where we meet Pretty Boy Prince. Yeah. Um. Who is a bit of a wet blanket when we first meet him. A little bit. Yeah. He he's afraid. He's very like he has a lot of social anxiety, and a lot of that stems from like he knows everything he says carries weight, so he doesn't want to be caught saying the wrong thing. Therefore, he just doesn't say anything at all. Yeah. It's also established very early on that he has more feminine interests as well as feminine features. Um, he And obviously his father, the king, doesn't like that, considering the fact that he is an heir to the throne and uh, is supposed to be manly and do manly things because only men can rule. Um, you know, the classic. Um, and uh, I watched this on a perfectly legitimate <laughs> site that... Um, had comments because comments are some of my favorite things in anime and it's also a lot of the how I get information for these podcasts is looking genuinely at the comments and what people are saying whilst they're watching anime and the shipping early on was so hardcore between the prince and Finny it was like people were like yes they are a ship they're gonna be like together and so I put that in my notes um, with a little happy pride and rainbow because it is Pride Month, um, and uh, and yeah, but a lot of people were shipping them together, which I found hilarious. Sorry, I was looking at the photo you sent me. 
It's flat, see? Uh, the pinky is a little bit rounded on one side. Yeah, but that's... Also, it's not completely flat. Like, it is a little rounded. Yeah, okay, it's not... That one's not as bad as I saw. I genuinely and saw... And also, the pinky is also inconsistent. Like, there's ridges on that. But I saw one that was dead on... I couldn't find a picture of it that was, like, dead on, though, on the end. Like, you were looking at the the end of the finger. Um, and that it was a, a literal just circle. If you find it, send it to me. But until then, I will argue this to the grave. Fine. But, like, I, I don't <laughs> think there's a screenshot of it. Um... I'm surprised right, there's this this number of screenshots of his fingers, to be honest. like Big moment. Yeah, people have taken a fair amount of screenshots of his fingers. But yeah, so until we have concrete proof, I win. No, you don't. That's not how that works. The, the photo evidence that you sent me is wrong. Therefore, I win. I still think that that <laughs> should be more rounded than it is. That'll be fine. <laughs> it won't it, be. It He's is. missing two fingers. I'm fairly certain that's not fine. <laughs> I don't see that slowing him down any. That's true, but like he still cleaved well over half of Ashland's men in half. Ew, there are some gross screenshots here. Okay, anyways, um, yeah, so we're introduced to Prince and we're introduced to Conehead, who is the prince's like um advisor, I guess, caretaker. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Um. There's back and forth between them getting captured and not. It's just more relationship establishment. Um, you get some more of Finny trying to um, uh, have his jewels and stuff um, and just fights for the throne. And and uh, also the tall is teaching Finny vaguely about like things that he knows about his dad just through like their interactions that he has. is like, I know your dad. Um, that progresses throughout. Come to find out that Thorkell and Thors were like best mates yeah. whenever they were with the Yorms Vikings, which is like the elite Viking squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time, we also learn that um, the Danish king wants to kill Pretty Boy Prince. Um, yep. And so he actually sent him to war to send him to his death uh, because his brother Harold, I think, is who he, Harold with two A's instead of A-O. Yeah. Has, uh, yeah, he's not Harold. He's Harold, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wants to, he's chosen him. And that's caused uh, infighting because <clears throat> half of the country is supporting his older brother. Half of the country is supporting Pretty Boy Prince. Um, and, uh, and so the king wanted to just get rid of one of them so that it would create unity. And he didn't want to kill his son because if he kills his son, then he's a murderous father. Um, uh, so he decided to send him off to battle to die. Obviously, the prince lives um, and switches possession for a while um, until we end up with Conehead's death. So, yeah, Conehead was his standing father. He, I actually have his death as being one of my cry points because it was sad. Because, yeah, he, like the prince says, if only I had been born as your son. And I was like, oh, my heart. Um, because that was really <laughs> yeah sad. that goodbye scene was rough that was really sad uh, because like up until this point like we're getting glimpses of the prince being um, dismissed and abused and neglected and all those kinds of stuff and then all he has to fall back on is Cottonhead throughout this entire time and Cottonhead's very overprotective um, to the point where it's actually hindered the prince quite a few times um, and has made him into the wet blanket that we met him as um, but like with good reason, he is protecting the prince, and uh, and 
you know, you know what I mean? Like he he went a bit far with his protection to the point where the prince um was weak and, and his weakness then put him in danger. But um like you want you get it, you know. Yeah, he he was tasked with raising the prince as a noble, and instead he raised him as his own son. Yeah. So therefore, in the king's eyes and everyone else around them as well, he just raised them incorrectly mm-hmm. and therefore raised him to be weak. Therefore, he has no place standing and ruling a kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And... and- the feelings of a viewer at this point is quite complicated because as I said before, like he definitely did raise him in a way that put him in danger specifically because of the fact like he wasn't able to lead people. He wasn't able to give orders. He wasn't able to, to protect himself. He was completely reliant on Conehead to do everything for him and protect him, which just put him in danger considering the fact that the amount of people that were after him, you know? Um, so as a viewer, you're feeling, like, conflicting emotions at this point because you're like, oh, like, I get it. Like, he just wanted to be his dad and, like, and everything. But, like, also, you made him into this person that can't take care of himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is conflicting emotions. Very interesting. Um. I liked that storyline. I felt it was very realistic. It was. Seeing the prince growth because of that death as well was great. Yeah, I agree. Um, there were some people in the comments that were debating on whether or not they felt the prince's growth was too abrupt because he does legitimately like death happens. He then has a conversation with the priest and then immediately after, um, it seems like he becomes very, uh, like flips a complete switch and becomes a completely different person. I don't feel like it was too abrupt specifically because in a few scenes beforehand, you get to see the prince kind of coming out of his shell. You get to see Finney pushing him out of his shell to the point where he ends up like yelling at him and it's the first time he's ever spoken to someone that wasn't conehead um mm-hmm. and uh and then it is there, there seems to be a few days or like a, at least some period of time between conehead's death and him speaking to the priest um and and then having this revelation so it does seem like there is processing time between this to happen but also people deal with trauma in different ways yeah. and so the fact that that was his version of trauma and then considering the situation that he was in like it only made sense for him to kind of snap in that direction Mm -hmm. but you also got to see him like slowly getting more comfortable in his own skin Mm -hmm. before that as well so i think realistically like this was a version that was in him all the time like dude's still very caring he just seems kind of snarky about it now yes yeah i agree i feel like it's um uh he has withdrawn personal emotion to for the greater good, I guess. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's how it is. He's just kind of blocked off his emotions, which is very realistic of like, okay, I'm just going to shut down then, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Thorfinn not only has taken Thorkell's fingers, but also his eye. Yes, yeah. So there's more grossness throughout this. We get um, more fingers being cut off with shears. We also get a nose nearly being sheared off. We get uh, human kebabs with spears. Um, dude punches a fucking horse. Yeah, like wrecks a horse. <laughs> yep. Baby Prince hugs Mushroom Bjorn. And, oh, I did write down a quote from Baby Prince during that time when he's having his revelation of, like, uh, he said, I shall give meaning to your battles, to your life and death. And I thought that that was kind of, like, the the pinnacle of his mind shift. 
yeah like it was kind of like the biggest tone shift mm. of the show mm -hmm. and definitely was like a setup for what's to come mm -hmm. also the struggle between religion in this and like how accurately it was portrayed considering that time period mm -hmm. was excellent as well yeah i actually read another book uh not this was a book i read a book uh shocking i can read <laughs> on i'm i am very shook i know right um on a story that was set in the same kind of time period as this um with the danes the uh catholics and some welsh folk who still believed in like the the old gods and goddesses and things like that and it was like a a story about how the danes related more to the welsh than they did to the catholic english because mm -hmm. they had multiple gods and everything like that and they were like looking at jesus and being like why do you believe in one person like what's this all about um yeah. which i thought was interesting yeah oh um we also get to see finney break his arm like break break his arm yeah it's like one of those like nasty arm bit the complete wrong way and dangling yeah broken the kind of and then it's broke for the rest of the show yeah like mma broken arm like it's gross yeah and then we get uh thor's backstory properly which we did speak about a little bit earlier but yeah we get like during mid fight between um finney and the tall um after he's his arm has been like obliterated um they have a, a conversation about the history of thor's and Finny kind of teams up with Ashglad a little bit, kind of. Um, and this is where it's solidified, I feel like, for you as a viewer, that their relationship is far more complicated than it initially has, was portrayed as. Just over the years of them being together, Finny has kind of developed a respect for him and vice versa. And it's, they don't like each other, obviously, still, but, like, there is a an understanding between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Then Bjorn gets fatally stabbed mm -hmm. after Prince Hug. Yeah. And then Ashlyn, Thorkell decide to follow the prince. And then political infighting. We officially get to see it up close and personal. Yes yeah um also good boobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> body double with tits hands down my favorite note i've ever seen written ever <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean it's true um oh yeah I, I kind of forgot about floki throughout this whole thing that's a note that's written in my thing is like kind of forgot he existed um because yeah uh, but he keeps popping up like every couple of episodes. I know, but he just wasn't important, you know? Like, all of the other infighting and stuff was way more important. That then when it was like, oh yeah, now their big evil is the king and Floki, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about him. <laughs> like, hello. Uh, yeah, the king offers to send uh, the prince to Cornwall. I was like, I'll just give you some land in Cornwall. And my note here is like, I mean, Cornwall is beautiful. Like, Cornwall's really nice. Mm -hmm. We used to holiday in Cornwall. <laughs> it's lovely there. Like, it's not bad. I would have taken that. Like, peace, I'm out. No more fighting. I can just hang out in Cornwall. Okay. More peeing. That's another note I have here. <laughs> That's like three scenes in this season of just them peeing. I mean, accurate, though. I know, but like... <laughs> I said, uh, fine, okay. Um, 
Oh yeah, the, the, we also get um, a few shots throughout this time as well of the um, fishermen still looking for Finny um, since like episode one. Hmm. Then with the assassination, Leif finally finds Thorfinn. Yes. And tries to convince him to come home. Yeah. But Thorfinn's like, fuck you. I'm not going home. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn then gets sent to Valhalla. Via As- uh, Ashland's hands. Yes. Which was Because that's sad. the way that he wanted to die. That was that was very sad. Add another t- like I said, that's, that's the one that almost broke me. It did break me. I cried. Because I was like, oh no. Yeah. I wrote down the quote again. Uh, I want to be your friend. I wanted to be your friend. And his response to, um, you are my only friend. And I was yeah, like. Yeah, like that. Because you could tell, like, those two were actually closer. And that was, like, the main one that Ashlyn actually cared about. Mm-hmm. So, actually seeing that, I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it almost got me. It almost got me. Yeah. Um. And uh, and then motherfucking Ashlyn just decapitates the fucking king. Yes, yeah. Uh, so throughout this, we're also learning that Ashlyn has a relationship with Wales. His mom was Welsh, um, and he's trying to not get them to invade Wales. However, they want to, and Wales is being resistant, and they don't want to be taken over. And so his options are, have been given to him is like sacrifice the prince, or um, we can invade Wales. And he chooses to decapitate the prince and sacrifice himself instead. So he gets both. Um, Fuck you, king. You die. And then proceeds to slaughter all of the royal guards while he's at it. Yes. Yeah. Um, And for Finny, this is a huge deal. Because obviously Finny's life goal for the past 11 years has been to kill him by his own hand. And uh, throughout this, he has kind of developed a thing of like the fact that he, he can't do it. Like, not that he can't do it physically is that he can't do it psychologically um Mm -hmm. and uh and and then the opportunity is taken from him and this is what we talked about earlier when when you were saying brad that you think that he still could have yeah like if if it all came down to it like i think that it could have been thorfinn being the one to stop him Mm. instead of the prince Mm -hmm. Because Thorfinn is the prince's guard, so technically, from a storyline perspective, I think he could have done it, even if it was in kind of like a cheap manner, like you know, stabbing him out of nowhere. Mm. I still think that could have been him that did it. Therefore, he could have kind of gotten that closure. But then Ashland still hit him with the line of, "What are you gonna do after I die?" Yeah, like it had a lot of impact. Like you could see it on. Thorfinn's face but at the same time I feel like you know he's like okay you finally achieved what you wanted now have you actually thought about what you're gonna do and I feel like that just would have hit harder Mm -hmm. to me again that's my own personal feelings and I I definitely enjoyed what they did with the show and I pretty much foresaw that whole scene taking place the way that it did yeah almost verbatim to the way that it did to the point to where it was predictable Mm -hmm. But I don't have any issues with it. Like, it was really good storytelling. It's not what I think, personally, that Thorfinn needed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I have no faults with it. Like, it, it was predictable. That's the only fault I have with it. Other than that, great set of storytelling. Like, watching Thorfinn just absolutely lose it. And, like, take a chunk out of the prince's cheek. Mm-hmm. For, you know, doing the one thing that he's been trying to do for 11 years. Yeah. Overall... Like, the setup for what's to come was nice. You get to see the backs of a bunch of new characters that are going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. 
new areas. It seems like we're going to get a lot more kind of a broad spectrum of new lands, a lot more greenery, hopefully, instead of all this fucking snow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, story of my life. Uh, um, yeah, I I feel like... I mean, previous to this, Fiddy had been having a huge internal conflict. We get to see him in prison for a while, just in a jail cell, um, just contemplating his life. Um, uh, the fishermen kind of persuade him finally to go... Uh, back to Iceland to his family to see his family and then to go on to Vinland uh, because that's what his dad's goal was and then obviously he doesn't do that he runs into the palace and then sees uh, uh, the death and there is a beautiful moment of symbolism that they captured in this where he drops his father's dagger and it's like a close-up of him dropping his father's dagger and it is like just a reflection of that like part of his entire life his existence slipping out of his hand i don't know if he's ever gonna get the dagger back again or if we're gonna see him with some like uh, with a new weapon going on forward or whatever because like he was dragged away by security (laughs) after that um and uh and the dagger was gone so i don't know what's gonna happen with that i don't know if that's just me looking into things more um and he magically gets it back next season not sure but um he did drop it yeah, and it's been confirmed that we are getting season two in January of next year. We had that trailer drop mm-hmm. and that news drop this week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how perfectly fitting is it that they drop this news the week that we're actually covering Finland Saga? Like nothing could have lined itself up better yes. for that. So we'll we got more to cover in the future. Yep. Uh, I also have in my notes, I guess that ship sunk for um, uh, the prince and, <laughs> and Finny. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how their relationship is going to change going forward. Yeah. If that relationship isn't severed completely. Yeah. I So who who knows? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm going to be interested to see that relationship. I Finney has always been up until this point um his own like like leader. He did follow Ashclad and and the other guys and and that kind of thing, but he was never truly a part of their group and the same thing with the prince is that he very much stated i'm not following you like i I will be here and i'll do as you say while i'm here but like i'm my own man um and i like that about his character i like that the prince was just like no let him go like like i if you don't want to follow me anymore i understand mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i i am I'm, I'm very interested to see who those people are that we got snippets of for the next season and i i am interested in more of this i like it yeah it'll it'll be interesting going forward just to just to see how everything goes Mm. so uh, final thoughts Mm, good overall Mm. i really don't have any complaints about the show i mean i realize they called the ending very predictable but sometimes it's not a bad thing it's just not my taste personally i feel like a lot of this was pretty predictable yeah again the only thing that just truly caught me off guard was bjorn's death Mm -hmm. just because i mean i could have seen him being like thorfinn's mentor going forward because again i always predicted ashland to die in this so it was one of those things to where I could see Bjorn like kind of taking him under his wing and like those two growing together. So the fact that that's no longer there, like I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. But this is this is the first time in a long time to where I finished the show and then just not known how to feel 
I guess one of those truly numb moments of I haven't had something just come out of nowhere and just kind of shock me to my core like mm-hmm. that, like this show did. I, I realized that Dress Up Darling and whatnot like came out of nowhere and hit me in a much different way. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where I've just finished something and then just kind of had to just sit there and be numb mm-hmm. for a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. I get that. What about you? Um, I, the ending gives you zero closure. Like it just does. There's just no closure. And it's because it's a setup for the second season. So I have a feeling that they kind of knew that more content was going to come from this um, when they were. Did you see the title for episode 24? It was like end of prologue or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was literally titled The End of the Prologue. I saw that whenever I started episode 24. Yeah. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, like, yeah, the ending does give you absolutely zero closure. I wouldn't necessar- necessarily say it leaves you on a cliffhanger because it's not really a cliffhanger. It's just, like, the book isn't finished yet, you know? Um, yeah. And so it is a little frustrating. I did see some comments of people being like, you know, I'm pissed that this is how it ended. But if they'd already been approved for a season two, if they already knew that a season two was in the works, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it ended where it did for good reason. I feel like, I, I mean, some of the Japanese references didn't make sense, but... There is a little bit of leeway in that because it's just for funsies. Some of the animation was inconsistent, like we mentioned about the tall's height and his fingers. Um, and in, in a few other cases as well, there's just like little bits of inconsistent animation. It's not bad by any means. It's good animation. It's just, you know, just a little bit more like, like I don't want to say low budget necessarily, but kind of like, the you know, I don't feel like they had, uh, I say small team, not necessarily low budget, like small team. Well, the thing about WIT is that they are a small studio. Yeah. Like that's why they had, they had to, they had to hand season four of Attack on Titan over to MAPPA because they physically couldn't handle mm-hmm. it to continue going on. And this season took place right as around that transition happened of them handing it over to MAPPA as well. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're, I'm curious how grand season two is going to be if they're handing it over to MAPPA since MAPPA is their chosen studio of handing their bigger projects over mm. to. So every bit of it felt Attack on Titan-esque with like how gritty everything was and how a lot of the animation came off. Now, granted, it was a lot sillier at points, especially with the characters. So I feel like the lower quality animation at certain points like I don't necessarily see an issue with it because I feel like it kind of fit the overall theme of the show for its like slight moments of comedic relief and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, um, I don't feel like there was anything unnecessary in it, like death-wise or anything. I do feel like I don't know, like it's it was easy to follow, even with all of the crazy like political plot lines. I feel like movies that deal with movies, animes, shows that deal with um a lot of political conflict can sometimes you can get a bit lost in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is pretty easy to follow the, I, yeah, I think that I want to see, I want to see Finney age in whichever way they make it, but he's still right now. Like, I don't see any difference between him at 15 and 17, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And we do get to see him at both. Um, I would like to see him 
you know, at like 18, 19, just age a little bit, whether they make him taller or just strengthen his bone structure or whatever. Like, I don't mind. I would just like to see him age up a little bit. I, uh, uh, I don't know what else I want, to be honest. I don't know if I want him to return to Iceland and to return to his family. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I know what the people want. What do they want? They want to know what you rated it. Ooh. Um, okay, so I put here initial feelings, immediate feelings in my notes. I put seven out of ten. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still kind of around there. Seven, seven and a half, maybe. I had fun mm-hmm. while watching it. I do think that it's a little bit silly, and I don't think that it's necessarily like, like, yeah, there are some hard-hitting moments. Yes, it made me cry. All these kinds of things. But, like, it's just for fun. Like, and I feel like I have a thing of, like, can I rate it as high as something that is more targeted at being, like, you know, like a Yule and April. You know what I mean? Like a, a Yule and April. You can rate it as high as you want to because we are the ones that make our own grading I systems know, here. I so know. if you want to rate it an eight or an eight and a half or a nine... You go right on ahead. Nobody here is going to judge you except for me. Um, I'm still, <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like it is 7.5. I don't know why I'm kind of sitting there. I It was just, it was good. The pacing was a little off in areas, but other than that, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I was disappointed by the second OP and the first ED, but the first OP, fucking so good. I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's just not my favorite thing in the world. I think that's where I'm at. Mm, understandable understandable yeah. i get it i get it what about you initially i was at an eight and after further reflection i'm still kind of like at an eight mm-hmm. like i can't i don't know like i had my issues with the ending and its predictability and whatnot but the op the first op slapped the last two eds slapped and overall it was just fun mm. like I, there's nothing about it that i just hated mm. There's some parts where I was like, oh, this might get really uncomfy. And then it never really did. Yeah, I think that might be me as well. I think that there could have been moments where they sat in bad emotions for a little bit longer. I mean, there were also points to where whenever I was watching it, I was like, I'm going to have to fucking text Blue and call an Audible. Yeah. But then it never got to the point to where I was like, oh, Audible needed. Because, I mean, at this point, we, we both remember that fucking shitty Western that we watched and never covered. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I, there were points to where like I almost had like flashback PTSD moments, but then it never actually got to that point to where I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, good show. Mm-hmm. Good show. Enjoyable. Yeah. If you are above the age of 16, have at watching it. Yeah, I, I think it's fun and I think it is a bit of fun. I think that there are some heart-wrenching moments in there, but I do kind of feel like it still sits in the, um, uh, in the in the just a bit of fun range as opposed to the my heart has been pulled out of my chest range, you know? Mm. I, and I feel like Thorkel has so much to do with that. Yeah. Like, if Thorkel wasn't the character that he was, then I feel like it probably would have been a bit more emotionally gripping. Yeah. And I actually feel that way a little bit with the prince as well, just in his initial introduction. I feel like there are ways that he could have been portrayed as being the same kind of wet blanket character without being as comedic. Um, because when you're first introduced to him, you don't get to like see his face and you don't get to, to like hear him speak or whatever. He's just kind of in shots for like a couple of episodes before you get to meet him. And then it's almost comedic how shy he is and i feel like they could have taken a more serious route for that and it could have been more impactful 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, good time. Yeah. Overall, it's fun. I had fun. Yeah. So plug your arts and crafts thingies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blue Lavender Crafts on Etsy. L-A-V-A-N-D-E-R. Um, and on Instagram as well, uh, Blue Lavender Crafts. On uh, TikTok, I'm just Blue Lavender. Um, yeah. And b and Anime on all of the shit. We're b and Anime on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, your favorite listening platforms. We're b and Anime everywhere. Brad has Broadcaster Gaming for Twitch and Instagram, so you can find him there. Um, and website, www.bnbanime.com. I was nearly going to say .co.uk again. I have been on too many English websites recently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dot com. BNBAnime.com. Yeah. And that every that, time? Well, next week. What are we doing next week? Your boy Kong Ming, because I haven't updated the spreadsheet yet, and I really need okay. to. Okay. Your boy Kong Ming is about an ancient Chinese war general named Kong Ming who gets isekai'd into present-day Shibuya, who he becomes enamored in a non-romantic way with a songstress DJ, and he has decided to make it his life's mission to serve her and make her the biggest music artist in japan Mm. it's fantastic the show is wonderful the music in it is great it's an absolute blast i've it's one of the shows that i've been watching week to week for a very long time Mm -hmm. and i am so excited for you to finally watch it because i can guarantee you that you are gonna have a great time Mm. and anybody else watching this Y'all need to watch it as well, because it is a great time. I am intrigued. Yeah, but with all that being said, thank y'all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. We'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.